Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a belly up podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how are you doing? LJ, I am doing great. Uh, I had a fantastic weekend. It's great to be back uh, on the show for the week. Uh, I was at the Bills game yesterday, took my mom out there for her birthday. She's a big Steelers fan. Needless to say, she was very satisfied with the result of the game. My Giants did not fare very well against the Denver Broncos yesterday. Neither did LJ's Patriots against the Dolphins. Whoa, 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 whoa. We, we fared all right. You fared all right. Tua made a game losing interception and you guys couldn't capitalize on it. That's all. So if our running back or if our running backs could hold on to the football, we win the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, if the, Giants didn't challenge, if the Giants didn't challenge a touchdown and then lose a challenge and a timeout, uh, I would have been a little more happy knowing that our coach knows the rules of the game, but uh, that's okay. It's just like all every single New York sports franchise uh, just, has some sort of, uh, you know, just very bad ownership, management, leadership, whatever you want to call it. So it, well, it's, it's all right. We'll eventually think, get there. I think it what the, uh, the best picture of the game for the Giants yesterday, I'm sure you've seen it already, the picture of the two offensive linemen blocking each other. 
let's not talk about it. I mean, we lost <laughs> to the master himself, Teddy Bridgewater, who, <laughs> I mean, literally won a quarterback battle and beats us on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 that weekend. Just brutal for the state of New York. Deep left field by Castellanos. Yes, LJ. So that's, I, what, that's what you need to react to. You know, here's my reaction to that. <laughs> Are we surprised? I mean, come on. <laughs> but also, I feel like it's gotten to the point where, sure, People take, like, every time Nick Castellanos hits a home run, people are running onto Google and looking up most recent tragedy, you know, most recent whatever. But for it to happen on 9-11 and for it to be a deep drive to left field that makes it a 4 nothing ball game, you just can't write it better. You really can't. It's poetic. I need to do a bit of math here real quick that I just thought of. They don't have that on... Do you know where has played appearances per home run? I'm sure you could just go to baseball reference and divide two numbers. I don't want to divide two numbers, Brandon. Well, it is 10 o'clock at night. I'm going to do 511 divided by 28 and get my answer. LJ, Nick Castellanos averages a home run every 18.25 plate appearances. Okay, so assuming he gets on average four per appearance, four per game how many games is that about four and a half one every four and a half games so the odds of him hitting regardless of the situational regardless of where it went just the pure odds of him hitting it on 9-11 is about 25 uh, a little less than 25 (laughs) percent probably around 20 percent yeah i mean if we were odds but he likes those odds I mean, I feel like the better correlation would be games divided by home runs. 121 divided by 28, you get about 4.32. So, yeah, our ma- our very rough math does check out. And, uh, you know, LJ, I'm surprised by the Reds guys, especially Castellanos. Sure, we saw him and, him and Jesse Winker get off to really hot starts. But the fact that they really haven't slowed down. I mean, Dick Castellanos is still hitting 315. And I don't know what Jesse Winker is at or what he ended up at. He's hitting 307. I mean, I know that he's battled injuries a little bit more than Castellanos has and hasn't played since August 15th. I think he's done for the year, right? Like, but still the fact that Castellanos has stayed consistent the whole year, I think is a really positive sign for Cincinnati. It is. Look, if you were a little better with the glove and the team, maybe the pitching was a little better, I think you're probably ta- still talking about him in the MVP conversation if you aren't right now. If the bullpen was better, I would argue that their starting rotation, Tyler Molly, LJ, talk about underrated this year, four and a half war. Wade Miley, who has had an unbelievable season, he's up to 6.1 war that's 10 war between two starters right there over 10 war between two starters so it's just been that bullpen that has killed them and LJ they're still in it they're 75 and 69 I mean they're hanging in there they have a better they almost have a better record than everyone in the NL East so you know well I'm going to point out it 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 does appear that they have re 
resorted their bolt, recycled through their bullpen again. Luis Sessa, baby. This if is only... their real talk though. Like this is their like fourth, almost completely different bullpen or completely different roles bullpen that they've had this year. You know, uh, for a team like them who came into the year without really a set closer, I, I'm not surprised. They, they signed Sean, Sean Doolittle. The 60-game season, no one really had a set closer. It, everyone is moving towards this, like, stopper role anyways. So, uh, look, I mean, I'm not surprised, but Michael Gibbons, they got Sessa. Uh, they got Justin Wilson from the Yankees, who somehow is – pitching better I, I don't get it I mean the guy was legitimately a double a player when he was playing for the Yankees and now all of a sudden he looks like a okay lefty out of the bullpen which the Yankees turned that spot into Andrew Haney so can't be mad but LJ do we want to get into the craziness that was Yankees Mets Sunday night baseball as Sunday night baseball comes through again with another potential game of the year is it is it too far to say that the mlb instagram account posted uh their nominees for game of the year and they put that game on there they put the field of dream dreams game on there they put the dodgers padres friday night game from their first series when mookie Betts had a diving catch to end the game they put that game on there that still feels very hot. And they put the Marcus Simeon walk-off homer against Oakland a couple weeks ago on there. Really? Very strange pick, which I get that game was crazy, but it's no one Oakland. talked about it except for us. I don't even know if we touched on it very much. We I touched on remember. it. We certainly talked about it, but, I mean, there was nothing that was that it's crazy Oakland. about it. How could it be that memorable? <laughs> but uh, LJ let's let's get into last night because I know you have some thoughts I certainly have some thoughts uh the Yankees end up losing seven to six but the real story of the game is Francisco Lindor Ooh, hot take that's not the real story of the game but okay he is a part of the the real story of the game Very much a part of the real story of the game which is why I'm saying because he ends up three for four with three home runs and five RBIs and involved in quite a bit of controversy with the Yankees. So uh, it starts off, I guess, to my best knowledge, it was Wandy Peralta in the Yankees dugout was just whistling. And apparently the Mets took offense to this thinking that he somehow was relaying signs to the Yankees hitters, which I'm not sure if you guys have seen our offense in the last couple of weeks, but I doubt that even if they knew the signs, they would be able to get hits. And when you all, the, all game, the more reason for them to steal the signs, if they all can. the more. Okay. But did you watch the game? We still struggled immensely offensively. So uh, I don't think it, it worked uh, very, very much. Uh, Francisco Lindor hits a home run. 
He's rounding the bases. He starts to yell at the Yankees dugout for basically no reason other than to piss off the Yankees and get mad at Wandy Peralta for whistling. Uh, Stanton comes up the next inning and hits a home run. And he, as he's rounding the bases, is trying to just talk to Francisco Lindor. That's the only person he's trying to talk to. However, when you're doing a home run trot and you're jogging by someone, it's kind of hard to get your whole point across as you're just very fastly passing them. He was, if you go watch his post-game press conference, he was basically trying to say, look, if you have a problem with Wandy Peralta, go up to Wandy and tell him. Don't direct it at the entire team because that's why the dugout gets mad. Now, when Stanton is trying to explain this as he's rounding the bases, it looks like he is trying to start an argument with Francisco Lindor, causing the benches to clear, big old just standing around hug fest uh, of a benches clearing that I've seen in quite a while. The Yankees bring in Chad Green in a tie game for the second night in a row. He allows a home run for the Mets to take the lead for the second night in a row. And the Yankees lose. And you want to know who that home run was? Francisco Lindor, his third of the game, gave the Mets 7-6 lead. They lose. Edwin Diaz comes in and closes it out. And the Yanks drop another one. LJ, at least that's my side after watching the post-game press conference, the John Boy breakdown. That's what happened. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't really attest to anything else major really happening. Those were the events. And I was watching the game. That's 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 what happened. I'm not sure who's spreading, who's auditioning more for CNN's fake news department right now, either Brandon or Giancarlo Stanton. They're <laughs> obviously trying to cover up the signs dealing scandal that he does not want to talk about. He's too afraid to talk about. I would be embarrassed if if it if it somehow came out that we were stealing signs this year, it, it would be so 2021 Yankees because it's like we have the right idea, but just the execution is atrocious. And if that hasn't been our season this year, then I, I don't know what has. They know exactly what pitch is coming and just can't hit it. Also, uh, Francisco Lindor, uh, I can still hate on him because. He hit three home runs last night and his OPS only went up to 732. So you're going, you're really going for the CNN smear campaigns now too. Really getting into the role. All right. It's <laughs> dress for the job you want. Not the job it's the Mets. It's the, I'm allowed to have hate for the Mets. That is very warrant. <laughs> Look, it's just. At what point are we just going to start calling him the Joker of Gotham? Because that's really all he has been since he got to New York. You have the whole extension debate and you get the hype coming around to start the year. And he comes out and he absolutely has sucked all year, has managed to put his hand into every single team controversy with the exception of the GM and the new GM getting a a, uh, DUI. DUI, thank you. 
coming back from the owner's house. Those are the only two of the many Mets team controversies he hasn't played a hand in. Some men just like to watch the world burn, and I think that is Francisco Lindor. Yeah, and it doesn't help that he now has his best buddy there with him too, Javi Baez, who, you know, the Mets bring in Lindor and Javi Baez, and then they end up starting a controversy on their own with the thumbs down thing. So, you know, maybe Uncle Steve's got to look into who they're going after here. But uh, besides that, LJ, we do have a bit of ongoing news uh, with the administrative leaves. We have been keeping up with this for a while. Uh, should we start with the Trevor Bauer one? Uh, yeah. Well, the MLB and MLB Players Association have agreed to extend the leave of Dodgers right-handed pitcher Trevor Bauer through the end of the World Series. Uh, that was from Jeff Passan, ESPN. Uh, the agreement does not come in the wake of new information, and this is probably just a procedural move. Trevor Bauer has not pitched in a game since late June. And uh, at this point, it probably would have been pretty unlikely that he would have been able to uh, even come back and do a full training regimen to be able to pitch again. Uh, in terms of the news on this case, uh, an L.A. judge, they denied a permanent restraining order to the woman who was who accused Trevor Bauer of sexually assaulting her. Uh, that was a civic hearing that's still separate from the ongoing criminal investigation. The judge ruled that Bauer didn't pose a future threat to the victim, but that was not a determination of criminal culpability. So he, the judge is saying he could still be guilty, but in the future, it's not uh, very necessary for him to have a restraining order. Uh, However, there's still been no charges filed against him. Of course, like a sexual assault case, something like this. It, the investigation is going to take long because it's probably pretty hard to piece together the events of everything that happened, especially when there's not a lot of information and you're just going off a of testimony. So, or at least. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Police reports uh, from Bauer and the woman, but. LJ, I, I guess the main story of this is we're not surprised that he won't be coming back because we've been saying that for a while. No, and here's my take on it. The MLB realistically 
could wrap this up by now if they wanted to. There's so many smoking guns on either side that it's hard to necessarily incriminate Trevor Bauer. And so you could theoretically bring him back. You could jack the ratings out of the park of this playoffs stretch. However, that's not the right thing to do, I don't think, in this case. Very unethical in my mind. It's not. And and here's why. I'm always going to be on the side of protect everybody in the case until the case is done. And they haven't even, frankly, there, there hasn't been a good enough job even of that being done yet. However... I think there is no reason that a a baseball league should be getting any sort of precedent in their investigation over a civil or criminal investigation. Which I don't think they have, though. They're just. But I don't mean necessarily like priority, but them taking priority. Like this shouldn't be a thing on Trevor Bauer's mind right now. Like, he should be focused fully on fighting the criminal case, not having to worry about what the MLB has to say and do until after all of that gets cleared up. And look, I mean, there's they've, the police department has gotten a lot of information here, and it probably will be resolved before the end of the year, I'm certain. So I think it's just a matter of be patient and wait. The other thing, too, is it would be a media firestorm if you were to try to bring him back this year at all because so many people will jump to such conclusions right away without actually even wanting to read what has been found read the text messages read any of that stuff that they'll jump to conclusions and they'll immediately hate the decision and rip the mlb when it it very well may end up being the perfectly fine course of action to do so it just needs a little more time and a little less fire in the season to do find it find it find a quiet stretch where you can sleek it in slip it in yeah slip it in where it won't really be noticed and that'll be the better time you don't do it right in the playoff push where everyone's looking at the mlb and everyone's looking at the minute changes that might make a difference to a team and all of a sudden everyone will be hating on them and it'll just be you know i think Part of it has to do with this second case that has been opened up uh, as an Ohio woman. This is a completely separate set of allegations. Uh, There was an alleged incident last summer. Uh, I believe they're saying that. So the case with this woman, the one, the first case that happened this year, right in May. Yes. And then this case, this separate case from an Ohio woman happened during the 2020 season. This article says that Rob Manfred has the ability to suspend Trevor Bauer, even if criminal charges are not brought forth. So presumably the league is waiting on criminal investigation on the criminal investigation to play out before announcing their choice as to what they're going to do. But Look, we, there's really not much more to say other than, I'll tell you, it's right. We literally just have to wait like, and see what happens. I mean, that's probably the smartest thing for everyone to do right now is wait. And uh, yeah, but the other one I wanted, we wanted to touch on, uh, Marcelo Zuna, he will be headed to administrative leave, reportedly, uh, 
as the MLB continues to investigate the domestic violence allegations made against him. Uh, look, the league, they have the authority to put players on administrative leave for basically no reason if they want to, I believe for up to seven days. So they can just keep extending it over and over and over again if they want to. But as for Marcelo Zuna, a case that we really just don't know a lot about, uh, I really don't have any comments on it. Other like it's just another one where we kind of just have to wait and see. I mean, you can do as much individual investigation as you want, but I mean, we kind of just have to wait it out and just not talk about this this story until it's all wrapped up. LJ, would you agree with that? Yes. All I'm right. Looking, I'm looking at an edit of. Giancarlo Stanton pushing Francisco Lindor down the gal- Met Gala stairs. Sorry. <laughs> well, next up, LJ, we need to talk about Toronto here. Yes, sir. So yesterday, the September 12th, they put up more runs than the Buffalo Bills did points uh, in a game. They won 22 to seven. The Blue Jays did. And the Bills scored, I believe, 10 or 13, something like that. Uh, I want to say it was 13, 21. They lost. And the Blue Jays set a record for if their lat. So the ninth inning of their game prior on September 11th. And then the first three innings of their game on September, excuse me, the seventh inning of the second game on September 11th, and then the first three innings of their game on September 12th, they set the record for most runs in a four-inning span, uh, 27 runs in a four-inning span. <laughs> because here's how they started off the game yesterday, LJ. Five in the first, one in the second, 10 in the third. Just 10. Just 10. Casual 10. Casual 10. Oh, but then tonight. It was supposed to be leg day, so they, but they decided to do a little extra arms instead in the, in the meantime. Not anything too heavy, and they just 10. And Toronto ended up passing uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox with how hot they've been playing as of late. LJ, I know you talked about them on the show the other day, but – Tonight, they handle Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay ends up getting a late run uh, off of the Toronto bullpen. But Alec Manoa, eight innings of one hit, shutout ball, 10 strikeouts to no walks. And he is having a fantastic debut season in the MLB. Blue Jays win eight to one. Vladdy Jr. takes the lead for home runs with his 45th of the year that batting average is still up there at 318 the on base plus slugging over a thousand uh you know solidifying himself as one of the best hitters in the league one of the best players in the league and ryan yarborough just had a rough night tonight for tampa i believe the red sox tagged him up pretty good a couple of day or yes. a couple of series ago also so he has not played well against the red sox this year which is a surprise because usually Ryan Yarbrough is the guy who Tampa brings in and 
just the way that he pitches, it just throws everybody off. I mean, so surprised the teams are getting to him, but LJ, this Blue Jays lineup, I mean, now that they got George Springer back, their top five is ridiculous. Springer, Simeon, Vladdy, Bo Bichette, Teoscar Hernandez is that top five. There's not a single guy I'm comfortable throwing a strike to <laughs> out of any of those. I'm not comfortable giving any of those guys a fastball in the zone. No, uh, you you avoid it at all, all costs. Easy. And yeah, I just, I just pulled up. Ryan Yarbrough's got an 11.25 ERA against the Red Sox this year in 20 innings. Wow. Wow. Impressive. But Toronto, look, we saw them make the playoffs last year. They were probably a year too early. Uh, they were the first, actually, our very, or our second episode of MLB Daily was the Toronto Blue Jays season preview. We talked very highly of them. Uh, and they're starting to show what we all expected them to do. I mean, the offense is absolutely there. They're getting good pitching performances. Uh, Jose Barrios, LJ, I mean, look what he's done since he's gone to Toronto. Robbie Ray is, has potential to win the Cy Young. Robbie Way? Wabi Way. Hyunjin Ryu, uh, of course, is an ace, and he's on that big contract. Steven Matz has looked well this year. Alec Manoa, I just talked about his performance tonight. And let's not forget about uh, a guy like Nate Pearson, who is the best pitching prospect in the league. The number, or at least was the best pitching prospect in the league. He's been up for a little bit coming out of the bullpen. Just so much potential on this team. And Vladdy and Bo Bichette are 22 and 23, respectively. I mean, the sky is the absolute limit with this team. They have money to spend. They like spending money. It's a big city. Guys want to play in Canada. It's a fun place to be. And now that you see this team, look, if you're a free agent, you see that they were able to attract George Springer. They're able to attract Hyunjin Ryu. They got Marcus Simeon there. It's a desirable location. I, I, think, it's I think it's time we say that, that. It is an absolute, it's a place where players want to go now or will want to go. I wouldn't call it a desirable location. They were in on everybody though. Is the I, I would call I that. I would call Vladdy Guerrero and Hinjin Ryu a desirable location. Uh, granted, Ryu has not had the best season, but going into this last year, having guys like Bichette, Biggio, Guerrero that are young that you can kind of grab onto the coattails of if you're a aging star and have them continue to help you at least look decent through the end of your prime and right, through the end of your prime, you're going to want to go there. Yeah, so I wouldn't exactly. necessarily call it the location as much as I would the players. But no, that's all you but I, want. What I, I mean is, by location is like just the team. Like it's a, it, it's a team that players want to go to. Yeah. And we see exactly that with George Springer, Ryu, Marcus Simeon, who the Blue Jays would be really dumb to not resign, but he took a bet on himself and it absolutely worked. 
So oh, it would be absolutely it would be a travesty if they didn't resign. But he's gonna get over a hundred million dollars. So I mean, it, it you know you got to fit it in their budget. Marcus Simeon is a guy who can potentially finish top three in AL MVP voting this year, maybe in our top five, and that would be two top five finishes in the last three years. LJ, I don't think Trout has even done that because of this year and last year. So, you know, it's gotten to the point where Marcus Simeon, yeah, he bet on himself one year, $18 million and it worked. So good for him. Good for Toronto. Good for Vladdy to take the home run lead. But uh, we want to talk about our guy who has kind of been the focus of the show the last couple of weeks, Wander Franco, who is still with that active on base streak, but he will be heading to the 10 day injured list uh, with what exactly is his right hamstring tightness. Kevin Cash, the Rays manager said the timeline is two to three weeks, uh, but he'll be back for the playoffs, uh, hopefully to continue the on-base streak. And, I mean, the Rays would certainly love to have him here down the stretch, especially because they got this big series against the Blue Jays, but they're already far enough out in front where I think it's all right. Remember, they didn't have him for a lot of the season because they didn't even call him up. So, Sure, it sucks. We're not going to be able to watch Wander Franco for the next few weeks, but he'll be on a fully healthy, loaded Tampa Bay squad. No, honestly, yeah. Chicago's struggle of late has put Tampa in this ridiculous state of comfort right now. They've got a seven-game, am I doing the math correctly? Seven-game lead in first place, uh, six-game lead in first place. Houston's now past Chicago. So... That's the exact spot they want to be. There's no pressure with this. But can we jump back to the Blue Jays yet sure. for one minute? Because sure. this is something I expressed over the weekend. I haven't gotten your reaction on. I'm not sold yet. Really? No, because look, all of the numbers over a season's stretch look good. However, this team has been so incredibly streaky. They forget how to play baseball almost as bad as the Yankees have at stretches this year. It just feels like it has taken them such an incredible stretch to get back into the wild card race in late August and September that that magic has to be ending soon. And I'm not sure it's going to be able to last all the way through. And then you look at this, they're a half game up in the first wild card game right now which means the Yankees are a game back from them. Yeah, we're so, in fourth. Yeah, so, like, there, there is not anything separating these teams right now in this wild card. There is a scenario where I could see the Blue Jays dropping out in, in favor of the Yankees. Look, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to put a biased opinion in here, though here but the Red Sox are starting to get healthy again after that four month COVID outbreak it felt it feels like so we're down to missing only a couple guys this stretch is going to kick our butt but if we can win this series against Seattle that effectively takes them out of the competition and then from there the schedule eases up a bit 
So they're the team I feel least concerned with making the playoffs because of the improving health and the schedule. I mean, Seattle, Seattle and New York, I believe are the only la- only tests left. So Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I don't know. I just, I can certainly see, I can very well see a scenario where the Blue Jays fall off and the Yankees climb back in. I'm going to take the other side of this and say that the Blue Jays have uh, a better chance to win the World Series than the Yankees and Red Sox combined. Oh, oh, that, that absolutely. But I mean, when you, when you look at the highest highs of these teams, the Blue, Blue Jays are absolutely right there but it's a matter of winning these next next stretch of games. I don't doubt. You're absolutely right. You are absolutely right because what teams so what the Blue Jays are 80 and or 81 and 63, so they played 164 game or 144 games. So they have 18 games left. I mean, it's getting to the point where the game's back number is going to mean a lot. And we're going to start looking at how many games teams have left because 18 games and the Yankees would have to make up what? What is it? A, a half game in the wild card? A game? A half game. They're a half game out of the wild card right now, but that's just because Boston hasn't played yet. They've and just the, Yankees, the Yankees also play Tampa for the last three games of the year. So we're finishing either one and two or zero oh and three. So you have to add those now and then figure out where it is from there. Cause there's no way we beat the Rays in a series that that's, that's not happening. So, but uh, do we want to talk about Cardinals Mets here? Uh, sure. Well, and let me check what the score is currently. That should be closing up now. Yeah, it is currently four nothing Cardinals with runners on in the top of the ninth. Yeah, it's, uh, did, did this team climb into this race when we were weren't looking? Because oh no, we've been looking. It's just other teams. It's just the Reds have been kind of slacking lately, and the Cardinals. No, no, were- no. But like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I saw them climbing, but I'm just kind of surprised they're here already. It's like, it came a lot because the pod, it's and it's because the Padres and Reds forgot how to play baseball for a few weeks there. Padres have forgotten how to play baseball for the last, like, half Yes, since the All-Star break, the Padres, I think they left a bunch of their players in uh, Colorado. 
<laughs> and they're just they're just waiting. But you know, you're right with this Cardinals team, and you know we t- we've talked about them actually quite a bit. Wait, what? The Cardinals have John Nagowski? No way. Yeah, they grabbed him up. Or they did have him, and then he went to Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. He's pitched in three games this year. You know that is impressive. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a sign of the times. But no, you're right, LJ. They they certainly have crept up. Adam Wainwright with another fantastic mm. start tonight. Six innings, four hits, no earned, four strikeouts. The season ERA is down to two point eight eight. Uh. LJ, right now on an NL Cy Young ballot, he's getting a vote of some kind, right? He's got to be there. He's not in – he's not no. – I, I think it's too too loaded for top five, but he's a top seven guy easily in the NL. I well, mean – Let's put him through the test. All right, let's just start naming names. Who would you put over him? Corbin Burns? No, let's do, let's do the test we've been running on all the Cy Youngs because we haven't – Oh, we've that's on. right. That's right our test, which I will explain. We do, we count the amount of one earned run and no earned runs, or is it? Yeah. One earned yeah. run and no earned run starts and the amount of games where they allow what more than five or more, five or more earned runs. And you had to, so you have to count his game tonight. Uh, Cause he had no earned runs. I believe he's at either 13 or 14 fantastic starts. So one or none. And then one. Three, only three starts where he's gotten blown up. Hey, I mean, 14 is a, is a pretty high number for where we were talking. I mean, I think Corbin Burns was the most, and that was what last week he had sixteen. Of course, we he have had to sixteen add last in, week before any of add in the no, add in the no hitter, which solidified him winning Cy Young uh, because of recency bias and just because the dude is because of recency bias. I thought you were all no 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 no, no 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 no. He's gonna get people realize now that he is better because of recency bias, but he's been the best all along. It's just. They're like, oh, he threw a no-hitter now. Yeah. Uh, which, let me say, the professionalism of Corbin Burns to accept getting taken out of that game and to realize that it was much better for the team for him to come out of the game, not a lot of pitchers would do that, LJ. Absolutely. I think that's this is something we need to start looking at more often when we're trying to predict a Cy Young before the season is pressure on a guy. Average I, leverage index, baby. Check that out. See oh, what I, it, I didn't even I didn't even mean it like that. I mean like outside factors, as in like where he stands in the rotation, particularly. I think a part of Corbin Burns' success kind of comes from the fact that Brandon Woodruff was solidified as the ace in Milwaukee going into this season. No one really felt any differently they certainly didn't feel that Corbin Burns was the guy there and so if he doesn't have to pretend to be ace you can have room to operate a lot more freely that I think it was a real part of his success this year his ability to dominate in the way he did so that's something we ought to look at next time we're predicting 
And I think it goes the other way with Brandon Woodruff too, because look, these guys, I'm sure they're very competitive with one another. I mean, you see your teammate going out there and throwing gem after gem and you're like, I mean, I want to be better than that guy. I mean, I want to be starting game one of a playoff series. I want to start game one, four and seven, you know, you want to be that guy. So of course they're, they're battling it out. And them pitching gem after gem and adding guys like Freddie Peralta, Aaron Ashby, who has been really good since getting called up in there. It just helps them all. And Corbin Burns coming, or excuse me, Brandon Woodruff coming into the year as the ace. He still pitched like an ace this mm. year too. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. It's crazy. Like he's pitched like an ace. Like you put him on any team. I mean, he's pretty much the best pitcher on a, 80% of the teams in the league and he's probably the second best pitcher on his own team. You could even say third best pitcher. If you think Josh Hader's a better overall pitcher than him. So it, it's just crazy how loaded they are on the pitching side. And LJ, I think it's time that I make this announcement that if the Yankees do not make the playoffs I will be rooting for the Milwaukee Brewers will be my bandwagon team this year. So many studs, so many names on the team. I mean, Lorenzo Cain, Yelich, Eduardo Escobar, Colton Wong. You add in the pitchers. I mean, what a fun team. Slander, slander. Willie Adamas, slander. Hey, Willie, well, he's been hurt for a little, so, I mean. Willie Adamas. Uh, Honestly, you know, you say it, but if if the Red Sox got eliminated, of course, I've pretty much been pretty consistent with saying that the Giants would be my secondary team. Mm -hmm. You could certainly convince me all over to the other side. Especially with that pitching, especially with especially with Hater, especially with Adamus, there's a lot to like. It's not too late to join LJ. I mean, you can root for your guy Jackie Bradley, who has a 37 OPS plus in 120 games this year. You can root for, uh, like I said, Eduardo Escobar, uh, Vogelback, who has been, you know. Daniel Vogelback, my hot take. My 2019, my favorite all-star from the 2019 season. Uh, Narvaez, who uh, was an all-star this year and a great catcher. Uh, Just a fun team. And, you know, we know a lot of people, especially in our fantasy league from Wisconsin, who are big Brewers fans with the way the Packers looked yesterday. They're putting all their faith into the Brewers, which – Usually around this time of the year is when the Brewers are bad and people start to get ready for the Packers, but it's been the exact opposite this year. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if that isn't like, okay, if you don't, if you won't trade me, I'll do it myself. Last week with Rogers, I'm not sure what is. Yeah. Uh, he managed actually, I saw it somewhere. He has, he had a lower QBR this week than if on every play, every play he just threw into the dirt. Yeah, and so while I love those stats, it 
it is a bit skewed because it's like they count interceptions as such a negative. Well, they are like, negative. Yes, but also by the logic of throwing it into the ground every time. You know, I'm not sure that you would have a better result than actually trying to pass the ball. I just don't. Sure, the quarterback rating might say you were more efficient or whatever, but I find that hard to believe. You certainly made better decisions. I still find it hard to believe. If you're if every time you go back to throw, you throw an incompletion, you're not giving the ball away. And I'm not sure. I don't think that stat necessarily says that every three downs out of every four downs, you're throwing the ball into the dirt because that would be terribly inefficient. But like. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, the thing keeping me, what am I supposed to tell my boys, Chris Bryant, my boy Evan Longoria, my boy Johnny Cueto, how can I leave him? Yeah, uh, no, I know. Evan Longoria is your guy. Uh, Chris Bryant is certainly one of your guys. And, you know, the Kevin Gosman and Logan and, Webb and they wear, wear, will uh, not be appreciated. And they wear orange. Yeah. What else isn't a love? I mean, well, sure, they don't have a slide in their stadium, but. I'm already a fan of a team that wears orange, and I had to watch our coach. LJ, listen to this real quick. These, you don't deserve this, you privileged little. The Syracuse football team. Down by 10 with eight minutes in the fourth quarter on their opponent's 40-yard line chose to punt the ball on fourth and 10 down 10 we were losing in in opponent territory in the fourth quarter and we punted what i just don't get the logic behind that and i'm no football analytic genius but the stats have to tell you that going for it and potentially keeping the ball is better than giving the ball away and then having to get the ball back two times at least twice to be able to score. Brandon, With eight minutes left. Did, Brandon, tell, I need you to answer this question. Did or did your team not leave week one 0-2 with a minus 55-point differential? Well. Answer the question. No, we were not UConn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> LJ, speaking of that, uh, you know, I'm sure you had a great time watching UConn but do you ever think about what time it is Brandon yes I do I think about what time it is all of the time I certainly do when I'm watching UConn as my life slowly drips away you know funny story about that I told my dad I started trying to talk to my dad about the game he legitimately asked why I was watching because it's such a waste of my time maybe I wouldn't have wasted that time if I knew exactly how much I was losing with a watch from lawterrain.com you can get fashionable watches at an affordable price. And with promo code MLB Daily, you can save 10% off that watch. Brandon, they do be looking good, though. They are absolutely looking good. I have checked them out quite a bit. Of course, if you want better ad reads, go back on the previous shows where we have actually broke down the watches that we want to order the ones that are the best they're sleek they're cheap they're good looking 
what else is there to ask? I mean, if, if you want luxury watches, bracelets, uh, so many different products that La Terrain sells and I believe free shipping over 50 bucks. So you got to get on it. Absolutely. You should also go back to other episodes where I forget. I remember that our ad read exists and I actually do my preparation to put together a crazy fabricated story about why you might need to watch. Hey, I mean, today's was not bad. UConn. Yeah, I weaved it in. But yeah, use code MLB Daily, lawterrain.com, L A T O U R A I N E dot com, MLB Daily at checkout, 10% off. Check out La Terrain watches. All right. We have our Hall of Fame segment to continue where we pick one player or staff member, just organizational member from every MLB team. Uh, we have nine teams to go, and we're going to go through four of them tonight. Remember, these are all nominees. Throughout the playoffs, we will whittle it down to one player, staff member, organizational member, et cetera, who will get inducted into the MLB Daily Hall of Fame. LJ, we've got three National League teams tonight, uh, one American League team. Shall we get started with the Atlanta Braves? Ray Freeman. Ronald Acuna Jr. Ray Freeman's son. That still warms my heart, that whole story about him wanting to meet Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, it's his favorite player when his dad won MVP last year. Uh. So and all of his, oh my gosh, all of his little home run when he mimics the home run celebrations. Oh yeah. It is the second cutest kid in baseball. Behind Griff Holt. I knew you bombs. were gonna say that. It's big bombs, Brandon. Let's not forget we did pick Brock Holt for the rain. That was our first Hall of Fame pick. Was Brock. I'm gonna, I'm no, gonna I think we did Yankees first. We did Yankees and Red Sox first because you I will come out swinging for Brock Cole. I will defend that national treasure with my life. Um, so, I mean, this is really between three players for me, and that's Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna, and Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson just because, like, he's our hometown guy. We saw him pitch in high school. I saw him lose in high school, which not a lot of people can say because he only, he only lost two games throughout his high school career. But, uh, look, I mean, Freddie Freeman would certainly make the most sense because he's the franchise guy. I always thought him and Joey Votto were really comparable. Just two insane hitters who play first base, who have been on their team forever. One has been vastly better defensively. Okay, but but like... Other than that, yeah, right. But also, like, Joey Votto should have two MVPs. Freddie Freeman debatable uh i don't know if you would have gave it to him in 2018 over that christian yelich year but maybe uh yeah probably not but in hindsight we do no uh i mean yeah but yelich's year was great i just think because freddie freeman did play all 162 games uh freddie freeman though 60 games last year he's played 141 this year already which is the most in the National League, has the most played appearances in the National League. So coming off an MVP year, he certainly 
is out there for the Braves every game, which, of course, Ron Lacuna can't say, but he did suffer a very uh, tragic injury with that torn ACL in his leg. Uh, but what we saw out of him was generational talent for sure. But, uh, yeah, LJ, talk me through why why you think it should be Freddie Freeman or not. Or I mean, that's where I'm currently leaning. Uh, makes the most sense to me, at least. I'm thinking Freddie Freeman as well. Look, this guy, again, he, was, he, he is the franchise. He is our childhood. There's a reason that the contract talks stalled the other day, and we haven't really made a big deal out of it because it isn't a big deal. This guy is Atlanta. He will be in Atlanta. They will not let that happen. They have way too much money available to not re-sign him after this year. They have way too much to lose. You've got you've had this guy his entire career. He stuck with you through a lot of down years. Can you imagine if he signs with, oh, I don't know, the New York Yankees <laughs> and we let Rizzo walk, LJ? I would love another lefty first baseman in the lineup. And that way Stanton can play the outfield and Voigt uh, can DH. But <laughs> you, might, you might talk yourself into Stanton in the outfield is you, scary. But you haven't watched. See, the thing is, I know I haven't watched. People, I haven't watched much yes since he got there. Okay, However, LJ. If if Giancarlo Stanton was an arbitration player, he wouldn't receive nearly the hate that someone like. All right. Here's the thing. If he was an arbitration player he won't receive nearly the hate that he does now. For whatever reason, people get mad at the guy because he got himself a big contract. Like you, for whatever reason, people think that players need to play, that they need to exceed their contract value every single year when realistically it's, people don't realize how hard it is to stay good year after year in baseball. And Sure, 2019 and 2020 were lost years for Stanton. Look at his stats this year. It's genuinely been one of his best hitting seasons of his entire career. And defensively, he has been solid. I can't think of a time where a play he made in the field genuinely cost us anything. Like, I, I have no complaints. And if he's been this average or above average in the field, why the hell hasn't he been playing in the field? That's what I want to know. But I turned this into a Yankees talk, which I didn't mean to do. I'm no, picking I, 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 I intentionally turned into a Yankees talk because I do need to defend this comment because you brushed over the exact reason. I keep saying he needs to de-age as much as possible. The 2019 and 2020 were lost years thing. This guy has proven to be incredibly frail. And it just feels like you're taking your money, you're putting your money and one of your best players on the line when you consistently keep putting him out in the field. Yes, he's looked fine defensively. The offensive numbers speak for itself, and I'm not hating on him over anything like that. I'm just looking at it from the simple approach of this dude keeps getting hurt. Let's limit his opportunities to get hurt. It's the same logic with moving Acuna to right field. It's the same logic with having Judge not dive as much having his defensive numbers dip so much because he's not going all out 
for some of those balls like he was in years past. It's about keeping these guys healthy, and I'm not sure that's the best strategy in order to maximize that. Yeah, honestly, though, the only time I haven't seen him look bad on defense since 2018. He's been very solid. And the only reason he looked bad then was because he was looking at the green monster like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember those books. Fire. Well, Freddie Freeman is the pick for Atlanta. Uh, Next up, we have the San Francisco Giants, which is a bit of a tough one because in terms of star power, prior to the Chris Bryant trade, I mean, I guess Buster Posey was like the face of this team. but (laughs) Yeah, he's always been the face of the team. But he's been... Not, not healthy enough in years past. I mean, he opted out of the 2020 season. You know, they haven't had a true leader. And sure, I love me some some of Buster Posey. I think he's a fantastic catcher, having a fantastic hitting year. Uh, you know, I also look at other guys here. Of course, Evan Longoria, like LJ mentioned. Brandon Crawford, who, while we do share the same name, uh, has genuinely been one of my favorite players to watch. Uh, pretty much aligned with my baseball fandom. When he got good, I started to get more into the league. Of course, big part of those uh, two of those Giants championship winning teams. Can't forget Mikey Yaz. Who, Mikey Yaz. Mikey Yaz, who uh, finished eighth in NL MVP voting last year, but he's like 30 years old and is only has a year of service time. So, yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, Well, that's not good. Uh, And then a Kevin. And then, and then a Kevin Gosman's my other option. LJ, I think my real outside option that I seriously think needs to be considered. What about Farhan Zahadi? Giants GM. I mean, what he's done with this team is impressive, considering that they're like the oldest team in the league. I see where you're coming from. I like the idea. It's a very much outside pick, and here's why. It's like an Eric Neander line of thinking. Yeah, but... Eric Neander, it's been consistent. It's been repeatable. Whereas I think there's a lot, and there's also not a, at the time we picked him, there wasn't a ton of huge stories for the Rays of standout players. Technically right now, I think if we were to go back, we would have picked Nelson Cruz if we were picking right now. Hammer Wander Franco. Yeah. Because it's not, it's Nelson Cruz. Honestly, we probably should have just picked Wander before he came up, but um, with this team, I have to say no, and only because there are so many stories on this team. Yeah. Not only do you have Chris Bryant re- finding himself again after a terrible y- year with injury and everything in Chicago, trade gets traded to this team and ha- is really helping them put to be the best team in the stack National League. But you forgot one other person that's resurrected their career here, and that's Brandon Bell. Brandon Bell, Buster Posey. Evan Longoria and Brandon Crawford, all superstars of a bygone era, have re-turned back the clock on their career. And that's not even talking about the pitch. That's not talking about Kevin Gosman coming out here on a qualifying offer and looking like a Cy Young candidate for most of the year. 
or actually honestly the Cy Young winner for most of the year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of choices to go through here. If we want to start eliminating them one by one, I don't know. Posey seems a little basic. That's that's where I'm going to lead lead off with that. Evan Longoria, I can easily easily make an argument that Evan Longoria should be the pick here, and I would, if it weren't for the fact that he's missed so many games. And normal say, and yeah. norm normally, our our judgment on this. There is no set criteria. It doesn't matter how many games they've played. They could, again, we've mentioned bringing prospects in and making them the Hall of Fame pick. So. I mean, it, I mean, we picked a social media manager. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we have no criteria for this. However, I only look at games played when it gets into some of these guys who it's really tight. Me, those five guys it's really tight between so i would say let's go ahead and i think we kick out buster posey and evan longoria first they're off the island yeah to me it's survivor to me i think you know there's there's really two three guys that can get the award and that's chris bryant brandon crawford and kevin gosman i that's and is there a disagreement there? Um, it's between those three. Where's your – yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, you know, we haven't picked a Brent, lot of Brandon, – Brandon Belt just feels oh. a little slandered by being ignored here is all. Also, but, I, mean, I, can why, I, take others. I can tell you why we didn't pick a Nelson Cruz for the Rays – because because we already picked him for the twin. Yeah, he's already he's already the twins nominee. But that was weird. It was a weird in in hindsight. We might have to rethink how we pick the nominees. Here's well, here's here's the current of pitchers that we have. We've picked Zach Granke, John Means, Jacob Degrom, Herman Marquez, Yusei Kikuchi. And then whoever we picked for the Angels, which I doubt was a pitcher. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was either it was either Trout or Otani, so it very well may have been a pitcher. But yeah, uh, look, I mean, you can make your case. I know we have to get on to two more, so um, we'll, no, uh, we might as well. It's getting to be over the. Oh hour. yeah, we'll just so we'll, we'll go ahead and do two more tomorrow. Sure. Yeah, I'm fine with that. All right, so we can get into this. I mean. What's what's your case for for at least who's your top guy, right? Who's your who's your top choice right now? If you had to pick one and make a case, or top two, my choice right now. Not all of this is going to be sound logic that it exists. Other is your team. This is who you're rooting for. So it's a big this choice. This is quite hard for me to choose. My case right now goes to Brandon Crawford. The dude is still a wizard with his glove, and he always has been. But now he – I don't have any evidence to back this up at this moment in time. I'm putting it up right now. But it feels – this feels like if it's not his best offensive season, it is. I'll say if it wasn't his best, it's one of his best. And he's been absolutely killing the ball while still being a great force on defense. 
one of his be- his best defensive war seasons since 2017. So this guy does it all for me, especially when you consider his age, his recent performance, and the fact that he is arguably the best hitter on this team right now. Yeah. I I have to go with him. You know, I got to t- I got a chance to interview Ozzie Smith in in uh, Cooperstown a couple of years ago. I asked him who his favorite MLB player is. He told me it's Brandon Crawford, which, you know, was I surprised back in 2017 when he said that? Sure. The guy had only made one all-star game up until that point. Now, what he's done since then, he's completely turned around his hitting approach. And the defense, well, it's not what he used to be. It's certainly not his 2015 and 16 seasons is still very solid and very reliable. He's making highlight plays weekly. I mean, I'm sure you can look up plays that he's made this year that are impressive. He's a war accumulator. He's almost at 30 career war. You know, he has a chance to get to 45 by the end of his career, I think. And LJ, I couldn't agree more. Let's I'm all for all for Brandon Crawford. I mean, Yes. Also, to keep in mind here, he is third and outs above average among National League shortstops right now. So even at age 35. Yeah, uh, there you go. Uh, well said. And he's at a career high in home runs, too. Uh, tw- oh, no. OK. His career high in homers is 21. He's at 20 right now. So very close. But yeah, I think that is all we have for today yep well thank you all for listening be sure to check us out instagram twitter tiktok at mlb daily pod and uh use code mlb daily lotterrain.com for 10 percent off your order but thank you all for listening and i'll uh, see you tomorrow see you manana Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 